0: Good evening, it's Nicole Leemaster on Coleology, a consciousness podcast. And tonight I have Kelly Lynn Dennison, and she's 37 years old. She's a devout student of life, owner of Zoe Studio, a boutique, Pilates and Mindful not Oh my god. Excuse me, everybody who listens, I do only take one. There are no edits in life. I am anxious and dyslexic, so I'm starting over. Love it. Uh, She is the owner of Zoe Studio, a boutique, Pilates, and mindful living studio, downtown Walnut Creek. Kelly practices yoga, meditation, and theta healing. Spirituality leads her way. You can find her on Instagram at Woman Warrior, which I follow you and love you. And thank she, you. <laughs> you're amazing. And <laughs> she is super grateful for this life and all the lessons that she has learned along the way. Now that that's out of my way, <laughs> <laughs> drum roll. Yes, thank you. Um, I have so many things. Your little intro was so small and so many things, so many questions already. So. Um, it. it depends on if you want to kind of go a direction right away, or if I can ask a few questions. I say,
1: uh, hit me with your with your questions.
0: Okay, so let's go. What, what does <laughs> ZO ZO? What does that stand for? Where did this come up from?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually really uh, special to me. I grew up as a ballet dancer, and I studied from my grandma, um, her name is Lorene Zoe Tobe, and when she got married, it became Fender, so she's known as Lorreen Fender, and so um, I studied with her, and she was my greatest, you know, teacher uh, from the age of, goodness, three, oh. <laughs> up until she passed away, and um, so my sister, now, she runs the ballet school, uh, which is my underneath my my grandma who started it um so she runs it and it's in downtown Walnut Creek and so when I was fell in love with Pilates and mindful living and I started to get people interested in wanting to work with me I uh, began a boutique private uh, Pilates yoga mindful living studio and I didn't know what to call it and I wanted it to be uh, connected to my grandma and so I love her middle name, Zoe. Mm. When I went to go look it up to see what it meant, it meant, it means life.
0: Whoa. So it,
1: I know. It this just is like giving Zoe, me
0: like chills. I'm not joking. I have goosebumps right now.
1: I, thank you. I mean, it feels like a, a, a synchronicity that I just had to go with. Yeah. And um, so in the studio that I have, it's it's very organic. I say it's kind of like a a cover-up almost for, um, you know, th- movement therapy. My clients are just beautiful people, and we cover everything from, you know, uh, starting with the body, but once you begin working with the body, then we just kind of, like, unravel all these different layers. And it's just a really beautiful practice, um, and I just help people along their path. And it's we, we cover all things life and I just feel super grateful that I get to be in service
0: this way. Yes. Yes. And I've been fortunate enough to take your yoga classes at Thanks. the studio and it's a su- it's a su- it's like the space just feels good. The whole the whole energy of the space like you have little ballerinas kind of like in flux coming in and out and, and then all the people there are just happy to be there and you have an energy that seriously, like, um, I don't know. So, so you're, you're on this, like on Instagram, you're on this thing, like raise your vibration. And, and sometimes like for me, I find that like people want to raise their vibration or do something of that nature, but maybe like, it's not actually congruent with their personality or, their energetic suiting or something and it feels very congruent with you it feels like you're living like raising your vibrations living out your actual essence and the the actual studio has that feeling about it
1: thank you for for noticing that it's it it, it feels in alignment you know with everything that i am and you know life isn't always hunky-dory, and I think that that is something that we, you know, as, as people have to recognize that there's a balance, and we don't always have to be high-vibing, yeah, um, and yeah. I think that just being, like, bringing awareness into, okay, I feel lonely today, and that's, this is what lonely feels like, and I'm going to sit in loneliness. And, and breathe through it. Because yeah. we have to have the opposition. We have to have the the chaos with the simplistic um you know experiences. It's part of it.
0: Well and maybe and maybe that's why your raise the vibration feels so congruent. It maybe it's because like you just said something that I think um, It's taking me years of therapy (laughs) to to finally come to is really like honoring the harder parts that I used to bypass or um, embracing the shadow in in a way that – I didn't have shame in it. And and, and like what you just said, you just said something like, oh, like grieve being alone. Where where alone to me for a long time would have been embedded in like something's wrong with me. So to just grieve it would be I had to uncover layers. and, Uh And so maybe something about your whole energetic raise the vibration can be so naturally embodied by you because you're at a place where you can embody the oscillation and the polarity.
1: Right. Right. Mm. I just, I just recently went through a breakup. um, And so it's like a perfect example um, of in the past without that experience. um, You know, I might've stuck around and I might've tried to work on it. It was only like a six months relationship, but you know, certain ideas or certain, uh, I was noticing that I wasn't being, like, honored. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, that's not the right word. How do, I, how do I describe it? It's kind of like my ideas and my, my wants and my needs weren't really, like, I kind of had almost painted a picture of, like, what this person could be like. Sure, but, um, sure. You know, they weren't really that picture. They weren't able to show up. Right, And so in the past, uh, without this mindful living and awareness of, um, you know, feelings and emotions and my energy level, which has all been attributed to yoga and, and just being awake, really, um, I think in the past I might have stuck with it and like been like, okay, well, we'll work on this or hopefully I can change them, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, is that... Um, I, 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 my, my energy level was being sucked out of me and mm. just realizing that that's toxic for me. Right. So I was able to like walk away from it, uh, in a very mature way and, and, uh, you know, spoke like a human being There were no yelling or anything like that. But then I started to create a list of how I can raise my vibration through this kind of darkness really. And so I just started to, like, take notes, like, okay, make a playlist, like, kind of like your top 20 things of what you can do to survive, like, a breakup. And it was really, it became almost really fun to be like, oh, yeah, I noticed that if I go in nature, I, like, feel really good. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, if I go get a foot massage, hey, that feels really good. And I just started to kind of compile a list. And, yeah. And it's it's. Been really helpful, and so I feel like that mindfulness and that awareness has really uh, kind of cradled me through this this adversity.
0: I think that you have a top twenty breakup list to raise your <laughs> vibration blog at hand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally,
1: one of them is begin an ab challenge, a squat challenge. <laughs> And yeah, I just I think the hardest part of it is just letting go of the connection of a dream or right. you know, an, an illusion. Yeah, um, it's all an illusion, right? This yeah. whole life of ours.
0: Oh my gosh, I've I've lived, <laughs> I've lived <laughs> hundreds and thousands of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. it's
1: fun though. It's like what makes it fun. It's all about pers- perspective,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. It really as, is. And the depth and the growth from each experience. I mean, I can't, that's something I loved about your little intro is like, that's how I feel. I, I feel really grateful for this life and all the lessons I've learned because I, I can honestly say that um, the lessons have been worth every, every moment of this journey. I feel like all the lessons have like brought me to be a better human being. And and I like look back and I, I think that that's what I strive for is just to be the best human being I can. And looking back, I, you know, always, I don't regret, but I always wish that like, oh, I, I wish I had done that a little more gracefully or I wish I had a little more skill around that. But I mean, that's the whole thing about learning is like, We don't become masters until we we try and and until we have an opportunity to try. And I think that life is this, like, platform of opportunity. And it's kind of cool.
1: It's way cool.
0: Yeah. And
1: that whole idea of, you know, what you put out. I'm super kind of obsessed about, like, my lingo and how I talk and the whole, you know, like, the secret. and, And Abraham Hicks, like, the vortex, what you put in, uh, what energy you put out is going to come back to you. So if you continue to sit in your shit and you're just like miserable and you're complaining and you're just like muddying it up, like more shit's going to come your way. And, and I've experienced that. So I know it's true.
0: So like, Um, so like, I want to, I just want to like, unpack something here because I think this is super important so at one point in my life I would have completely 100% agreed with what you just said yeah and unlike you which just by what you said about sitting and being alone and grieving it I know that you're not in this space of bypassing um Uh and you're in this space of being more embodied and maybe also because you're doing like all this body work but uh-huh. what you just said about um, what you put out you get back and Abraham hicks and I and the secret I totally I totally um agree with your line of thought and from a bypass perspective, which I was totally from from a trauma lens, I'm sure you know know that I like come from like a trauma lens and a trauma perspective, and obviously I have um, trauma in my life, and that's how I became embedded into this kind of community, and my life work is about it. I, to some degree, would just do all of the it's going to be great it's going to be good and put out all this great stuff but then my shadow or my unconscious would like kind of rear its head in ways that because that stuff that's unprocessed or something or not worked through or not yet integrated into a system will still show up but it shows up in like Um, ways that are beyond our control I suppose and so like in some way I was able to achieve all of these beautiful positive things and then I would kind of have an unconscious like self-sabotaging thing happen because I had not yet processed the darker stuff and so I just want to be careful just because of my experience and I feel like a lot of people who come from trauma, if it's not named, they, they uh-huh. like get into kind of like this fairytale thinking that like, yeah, if I just do all these positive things, positive things come back. But it's not that simple, I don't know, I don't think with trauma. And I, so I just kind of want to name that because that's a lot of my target market.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I agree with you as well. I, I agree if, like, you've processed and integrated your shadow aspects and the trauma or um, the places you're bypassing. I think what you're saying is, like, like so real, right?
1: Yeah. I guess it's mostly, like, everyday lingo. Like, if, let's say, you, you buy, lot like, a lottery ticket or you buy, like, a scratch it, and every time – you buy it and you scratch it. You're like, oh, I never win. Oh you know? yeah. Like those oh. kind of like that, like verbal kind of. Yeah. Throwing it out there where you're just creating this like kind of negative force around you where. You
0: just put it out there that like you never win. You never win. Okay, I see where you're yeah. going. I'm sorry. Yes, I totally I was going I just went I just went way deep with that. No Good. <laughs> let's go deep. I love it. No, but I love what you're saying because actually I don't know if you've listened to any of my um, comedy con- consciousness podcast with Ryan, but that is like some of the stuff that we're doing and we're trying to hold each other accountable. Because like self-talk I mean the self-talk that most of us do is so negative and it's so programmed that we're not even like really realizing that we're saying this stuff to ourselves. and and there's some like weird statistic that if you catch yourself saying it one time you've already said it like 1000 times in your head like so for every one time it actually comes out of your mouth it's like one thousand times already said in your head, or something like that. So incredible. I know it's something. It's something absurd, and I was just like, "Oh, that's that's fantastic!" Like, and yeah. and like like they say to kind of cross cancel something that you say once. Like you would have to say it ten times in the positive way to kind of c- cancel the one time you. I believe
1: that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: have some of my clients come in, and they'll be like, you know. Uh, God, I'm so fat or you know to kind of do like the self-hatred talk mm-hmm. uh, no self-love you know that kind of mm-hmm. that idea and for every negative thing they say you know it's like okay give me five positives and it's not like a fairy tale land because you know I think we've all been through tough times and I think, like, recognizing, okay, I've slipped on my diet, or I've slipped on my, I've I've eaten too much, or I haven't been doing self-care, I haven't been showing up, I haven't been doing this stuff. I think that just kind of recognizing where you are and uh, addressing it, I think is just really crucial.
0: Yeah, and I like what you, I mean, we're going to slip, right? I mean, it's... It's part of being human. It's
1: okay to slip.
0: That's right. And I think addressing, like, you know, attaching
1: feelings like guilt and shame or, or, uh, you know, the negative, like, uh, energy suckers, that's okay. But then learning how to move past it. And, and like, it always comes back to love and self-love and connecting with your highest – your highest – highest being really like who is that person beyond the ego
0: mind you know that's the journey like I love this I think you just named a lot so so yeah so there (laughs) no I'm serious so there's a lot you're right like shame and guilt are energy energy suckers and beyond that is only love and I think the key though is that we have to actually go through it and feel it it's like we can't like push it to the side or wish it wasn't there or repress it down it's like you have to go through it and then out on the other side is love and and it's funny that you you chose those things to say because I'm currently. I don't know if you saw that I'm. I started a YouTube thing, and I'm. It's called Journey Back to the Heart, and it's beautiful. Thank you. And it's literally going through these type of emotions, but going through them to get to this like compassionate heart center, um, which is a whole new journey for me because I've always bypassed them or repressed them, or yeah. And so, like, uh, you're you're choosing words that are super poignant for me right now and yeah I think that that's super cool and then there was something how did you oh the ego I actually Ah. this is like this is something I've been like sitting with in my meditation a lot like just the idea of ego uh the observer the the and the observer and like the difference in the space that these two come come in contact and like and how to have, like, this embodied experience in the ego, right? That, that, that is our, like, kind of experience in the ego. And, and at the same time have the discipline to have the observing ego actually witness our experience and kind of, like, be able to oscillate between, like, the actual experience of being human in this ego state and then coming back out and having the clarity of the observer and I'm I'm really playing around with like what that actually means uh because I think that so many different spiritual traditions kind of touch on this in different ways and I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are
1: yeah I mean it goes it it goes directly to uh my practice meditation practice and um I mean, the moment you step on your mat, whether you're taking a yin class of yoga, whether you're taking kundalini, uh, focusing on intense uh, poses, kriyas, with with (laughs) amazingly challenging breath, whether you're in a power vinyasa class, whether you're walking at the Lafayette Reservoir, wherever it is, those are ways for us to like, uh, kind of like Simmer down all the distractions that were around um so i kind of look at it like and everything i've studied it's like tv cell phone facebook instagram uh shopping uh interaction with people (laughs) like all this stuff this life stuff like feeds our ego and so it kind of fuels this like this monkey in our in our mind that right. like jumps from from branch to branch. The Buddhists call it uh, you know monkey thoughts. Right. And so every time we go onto our mat or we or we sit in stillness uh, and we focus on the breath, the breath is the most powerful uh, internal power that we all have because it allows space to occur between each thought and the the ego is fed by distraction and when we sit in stillness the ego uh, starts to kind of calm down and starts to quiet and it's all about shifting and moving the ego out of the way so that we can listen to the quieter voice that is like directly in the center of our being and once you can hear that voice you are living in truth.
0: Okay. Okay. So. so <laughs> our, yes. Yes. And and would would you say that moving the? Uh, so I'm having a discerning question from your experience, basically. Um, and and then it's a question like kind of bounce back from my experiential process, right? So are you saying that? Once the ego moves aside and you connect with that deep sense of self, mm-hmm. the quiet stillness. Like, like, for me, that's like the oneness or um, infinite possibilities or... Higher consciousness. Yes. Or, yeah, yes. or your higher self. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. What my question was, and I'm just wondering where this is linked or if I'm misunderstanding. the okay. The ego... Uh-huh. And then the observing ego, so like our ability to witness that, um, witness our experience, right? So are you inner inner linking the observing ego with the actual like quiet wisdom, or is this like are or are you are you separating that out?
1: I think I like the way i believe is that there's like two kind of things (laughs) two kind of subjects in our head right Uh, um one i one is just ego and one is higher self so like as you quiet down the ego the higher self comes through um so I guess, in a way, the higher self is you're you're able to at that point observe and be like, "Oh, <laughs> that was just my ego talking,"
0: right? Right. No, that no, like, that's yeah. why that's why I'm asking you what your experience is because for uh-huh. me, for me, so far, there's this. I don't know, and see this is, this is where meditation is so interesting. So there's these places in which I go to like this higher self place and, but I still feel like there's an observing ego online. Uh-huh. Um, the same as if, as if when i have my ego, my complete like ego, egocentric person. Uh, and then I have my observing ego. So I feel like there's always still this like capacity to witness, but the way you just, said it makes me wonder and and it's just like an experiment like just throwing it out curiosity like is that observing ego attached to actually the quieter sense of higher self you know like I wonder like I haven't I don't
1: know I mean with your YouTube uh, it's subject happening about returning to, to love and that whole thing I think that I mean, the only I follow a course in miracles, and in that book, it says that the only thing that's real is love. Mm. So, like everything else is an illusion, and I think that's actually the very first sentence of the book. Wow, like, the only what a thing powerful that's real is love. Everything else is an illusion. What is so, this book called again? It's it's called a course in miracles. Okay. And two metaphysicists they wrote it think in the 70s, maybe. And it's pretty much, it's not a religion, but it's kind of like a way of living. And everything is stemmed from love. So let's say you're, like, in the grocery store, and a woman hits you by mistake or something, and you react in a negative way. Like, oh my god, I can't believe she hit Like, who does she think she is? Doesn't she see I'm just, you know, so that's the ego talking. Right, right. Not to say you have to be a pushover and be like, oh, that's okay, you can, you can hit me with your cart,
0: but... Oh, P.S., P.S., yeah, that's, that's uh-huh. where I would have probably bypassed before I would have been like, no, I'm not joking, like, I would have been like, I'm I, I'm doing a spiritual practice and I'm just forgiving all, and like, I, yeah. it doesn't matter that I was just pushed and hurt. Like, <laughs>
1: Right. And I think that this is where the line becomes like a little difficult because you, you don't want to be disrespected. Right. You know. But at the same time, right. the, if we can come from a place of love and compassion, That's right. we don't know what her story is. That's right. So like, number one, are you hurt? Are you, are, is are you safe? Okay, you're okay. Um, check the ego at the door. Take a breath we only are all re- responsible for the way that we react. That's, That's right. the only thing that we have control over. So Sometimes. we have two options, right? <laughs> yeah. In this situation to be like fuck you lady, get out of my way or like okay, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to find space here and I'm going to just move on because what good is it? You
0: know. Yeah, and so I guess it, I guess it's I, a daily practice. Yeah, and I guess I like that you're you're kind of breaking it down. So, like before, I would have bypassed and just pretended like it was okay because I would have made it okay because I was on some spiritual journey. And mm-hmm. then now, I, and I've been guilty of the other too, where I've just been like, uh, "Fuck you," you know, like oh, yeah. lost control because oh. of whatever reason, you know, like less resource that day like what oh overwhelmed I, there's so many different reasons and and now where i am and it's like a step right before your naming so you're naming like okay so am i okay and then check the ego and then compassion and love and i think yeah. that there's a small space in which i'm actually explore, exploring for myself uh and maybe this is because I don't know what your your history is with trauma. Um, yeah. So, like, do you have? I have trauma. Okay, oh yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. So I have. Yeah. And, and <laughs> if you, like, yeah, if you want to share, you can, or or you don't have to. I mean, like, this podcast can go whatever direction. But but for me, there's this like there's this thing where I I literally go into like. Um, like, survival mode for one hot second, so it's, like, fight or flight, for real, and it's generally fight, um, flight, Uh or freeze, flight, and I prefer, I preference running away, and then I, like, freeze a lot, and not know what to do, and wish I said something else, or wish I said something at all, and then occasionally anger, but what I'm doing now, because I'm finally, like, starting to, like, hold this, like, space, and, like, sensations aren't overwhelming because i'm doing a lot of work on my somatic self um i check am i safe and then i like let myself feel the sensations that are happening like so for me like i tend to um i caretake right so for a long time when somebody would bump into me i would say sorry instead of like excuse you <laughs> like right um And so, what I do now is, like, okay, I'm fine. I don't need to run, hide, freeze. And I'm feeling, like, kind of angry right now because the person's looking at me. Like, and this is happening in a bleep of a second, right? Oh, yeah. And But I'm angry, and it's really, like, okay, not exactly warranted, but I feel the anger instead of repress it. Otherwise, it comes out sideways later for somebody who, like, deserves it, but it's, like... 10,000 time fold so it's like I should be mad at you and then it's like I should be mad at you (laughs) (laughs) so okay I'm angry somebody bumped into me I I kind of like feel the sensations of being angry and then I'm like oh she didn't mean to send love compassion let's move forward but I have to like honor the fact that that it made me angry or it startled me and I'm confused otherwise it goes into this place of just, like, repression and, and then later sideways. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And, and, and yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just, like, breaking down my process because you're naming a lot of stuff that um, I'm actually currently working on, and so I think it's super cool that you're, like, in a place where you can just kind of name it.
1: Totally. And it's a, I mean, I can't emphasize this enough. It's a daily practice. It's not, I mean, I meditate because I need it. I go to yoga because I need it. Like, I I try to live a mindful life because if I'm not connected, if I'm not aware, if I'm not awake, it's like the plug's not in the socket and my light's not turning on. Like, I'm, it, 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 I'm disconnected, and I'm flailing in the wind. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, these mindful practices are essential, um, and, you know, I think forgiving of ourselves too, like, okay, I overreacted in this situation, <laughs> okay, next time it comes around, I'll know what to do. I think just, like, looking at this as, I don't know, spirituality is so cool, because, if you, if you lean into the idea that there is something bigger, something, something bigger, whether it be universe, God, whatever you believe in, something bigger than us, you know, if you lean into that, then it becomes, like, kind of fun, because you recognize that every person that walks into your life, every situation that comes into your space is an opportunity to learn something.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you might not be perfect, <clears throat> respond to the lesson I'm not going but, to be let me
0: just like yeah. disclaimer anybody who knows me I'm not going to be <laughs> trying <Me too. laughs>
1: but one lady I follow Gabby Bernstein I just love her to pieces and she um she talks about you know like are you showing up for the assignment mm. and it's like yeah like I I'm showing up from this assignment today yeah. and I'm gonna handle it you know, and then the self-reflection at the end of the day, how could, how, you know, where did I, where did I love today? Where did I not love? Yeah. And where can I love more tomorrow?
0: Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. Who Who's that that you're following?
1: Oh, yeah. Her name is Gabby Bernstein, and she has, um, some amazing books. I, I started with Spirit Junkie, and, uh, she teaches from A Course in Miracles, um, but the way she kind of like talks is very really. Relate- I really relate to her a lot, and um, we have the same lingo kind of. So it's 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 friendly to hear in my head.
0: Yeah, you that's know? sweet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's it's. I think really. I just think it's important to um to 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 try your best to to live awake and be aware. And and, and and recognize like you said uh, negative emotions and recognize the how you're feeling I mean that's what it comes down to well, how are you I,
0: feeling I like that you're like talking about being awake and and the reason why is I think and I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure but I think there's like this this like maybe and it, maybe it's because like Western society has like their own, view of what yoga and meditation is, which is way different than uh, where it originates. And I think it's becoming more mainstream and a lot of the older traditional aspects are starting to come through to the Western world. But I feel like when I entered yoga and meditation back in the day, like in the 90s, I'm dating myself, um, that I... I thought if I did it that I would be awake, and then I would just stay awake. I, I like, didn't have <laughs> – no, I'm being I'm being serious. Yeah. Like, I did – and I think that, like, I had kind of, like – I had a taste of the nectar several mm. times, several times. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, I, I made it. And then and then my practice went to the wayside, and I, I became massively um, – A walking human mess back in my like stuff carrying around my my baggage and like handling things like uh, in not the most eloquent ways and then my practice and journey began again and and I think that I'm finally to a space I can't be 100% sure because I think things like run in patterns and there's fractal natures that are happening but that I'm finally to a place that like I, I realize the importance of staying awake, which means the daily dedication and practice. And like I like the analogy of like plugging in, like you use to the light oh, source. Yeah. You yeah. know, otherwise, otherwise, unfortunately, you, for whatever reason, it, you're you're just not there without it. Yeah,
1: it's it's so true. I mean, you're exactly right. But let's be real; it's sometimes hard to maintain a practice because life starts to get in the way, and you then you miss a class, or maybe you you miss your session, or you uh, don't meditate that day, or or you know you have you have stuff going on, and that's like completely normal. So I yeah. would say I, I fall off my yoga mat and I find myself crawling back
0: right, to it. right. And
1: that, that's normal, and, right. And, and recognizing that, okay, when I'm experiencing this, let's say this adversity or this, this thickness or this heaviness, Mm. uh, that you recognize, okay, I'm experiencing this. Okay. Where are my tools? Like I have some tools in my tool belt. Let me open up my tool belt and see what's going to help me, uh, uh, cope with this. Is it, what's my tool, you know? So, um, I think that that's like an, definitely like an individual, uh, exploration, because we all have, you know, some person might love to exercise, some person might love to, That's right. to paint, or That's right. whatever it is, like, reconnecting with that that, that spirit, that inside, and the practice um, definitely brings you back.
0: Well, and I think, I think for me, and I mean, I hope that this is true for me for the rest of my life, but, like, at this point, I can honestly say that The bondage that I experience without my daily practice is so difficult that I can't imagine not having it a priority anymore. Whether that means like I have to wake up just for five minutes or like to at least do a five minute early meditation or stay up late after my son goes to bed to. To get it in, or my daily walk, which becomes a mindfulness walk for me. Like half of my walk, I might connect on the phone, but the other half, I turn off my phone, and it's about me doing like a walking meditation. And yeah. I, but I've made it that it's become part of. Like I, I, I like that you said you need it, and I kind of get weird around the word need. But need? I know I do. I do, <laughs> and. And it's, like, that high of a priority for me that, because I don't want to feel what I have felt like before. and And it becomes, it becomes down to, like, a choice of, like, me acting in a way that's supporting my life force or me making choices that don't support it. And I think I've come down to, like, that being so fundamental and I've, like, fallen off, I love that you just said fallen off your mat. Yes, like so that's what ma- it feels like. Yes. Like, like so many times that like I don't want to ever feel that fall again. Like that. that's just where I am and I can't say that that's going to be actually how it carries out for the rest of my life but I kind of hope that it's, it, that the dedication stays there for me like this.
1: Yeah, well and it will be in different forms too and I think as know people explore what that practice is for them you know whether it be yoga or painting or singing or whatever it is Um, I think like what am I trying to say here I think that it's like just having those practice and then recognizing uh, like the fact that you have experienced what it feels like to fall out of the practice Every time you fall out of it, you are strengthening the desire and the lesson that you need to be connected in it. So oh when yes. You, when you fall, it's actually a gift. Oh yes. You know. Yeah. are like, oh yeah, this is what's important to me, and it strengthens that bond. Whoa. So that not, you know, you know to go towards that.
0: Nice reframe. <laughs> like yeah. seriously. Like seriously. Like. <laughs> Yes. Yes. You're absolutely correct. And I honestly, that's why I don't regret, like I don't have like a lot of regrets. Like people normally say they do, because I feel like it all leads up to what I needed in order to be where I am now. And like, even though where I am now, isn't like a painted picture of perfection, it's like really fulfilling. Like my, my soul and my life feels full and and full of love. And that is like something that you just can't. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I've had my life not feel that way before. And to have.
1: And what it, a blessing that is.
0: And, and so, like, yes. Yeah, so, like that. So, th- falling off was part of me getting here. And so, like, what a beautiful way to like reframe that and like have that be a gorgeous reminder of like why you've attained something you love so much. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Absolutely.
1: And like all the trauma, you know, just since that's a, a target market and target uh, listener, I think, you know, I, I look at my biggest trauma and that was in a, I was in an abusive relationship and, when if someone were to ask me what is the turning point of your life that was it
0: mm. and
1: and it was it was terrible I mean I almost died and
0: oh, the so fact sad. that
1: I was like in that that space to be that close to the edge of being choked and and not being able to breathe yeah uh, and and fear you know uh, internal power came through and I you know, I pulled him off of me. You know, and that in that moment, that's when I had my my connection to to a higher self and connection to something bigger than me and a connection to uh, my whole my whole life purpose was born in that instant. Like, Whoa. oh my god! You Whoa. know? Oh yes. So those those I, I don't want to call it rock bottom but like that those pivotal moments that are life changing that look so awful <laughs> those are gifts Yeah. and we just have to turn our bodies, turn our perspective and be like okay, this is what's been given to me I'm going to handle this with grace and ease and I'm going to find love and compassion in my heart, I'm going to breathe and it's going to suck and, and it's not going to be easy but show up for your assignment and keep breathing and find those daily practices that are going to help get you to the next day. And it's a day-by-day thing.
0: So I have a question because, like, (laughs) uh, seriously, so I have only been in your yoga classes. I haven't studied, unfortunately, with you one-on-one with Pilates, which we have to talk because I have a new opening, and I really want to do that. My core really wants you to do that for me. I love it. I love it. Let's do it. (laughs) My core is calling to you. Yes. The public floor. But, uh... Do you actually kind of, because what you're saying is super empowering and it's enriching and it's enlightening and uh, it's framed in a way that uh, helps bring self-love and compassion and a new lens at looking at oneself. When you're working with an individual one-on-one, are, are you going into this type of rich material? Is, or is that kind of where your theta
1: yeah, like what I've had to learn, um, and it wasn't always like this. But being in this uh, opportunity to to work such closely with people, um, I I show up where they are. You know, I I can't. Uh, it's not my job to heal them or fix them or or or. That, that's too big of a, a responsibility it is completely on my, my client um, to do the work so I have this kind of uh, I guess I'm an empath just kind of this um, hyper sensitive kind of intuition
0: me too um, yeah,
1: <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> so I can feel it and it, I kind of meet them where the, where they're at So everybody is different. That's why it's such a beautiful experience to work so closely one-on-one. Because if you're in a class, I mean, you get, like, a broad message. But the personal uh, one-on-one exchange is uh, priceless.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's really, like, it's, I, I would think, not knowing you, that you kind of went through school to become a therapist. That's, like, one of the key phrases that you learn when you're going through school is you meet each client, you meet them where they're at. I mean like that's where the therapy starts. And, and um, it seems like such a simple idea, but it's, and it is to some degree, but it's paradoxically um, also difficult as an empath or as a healer, because I like that you're holding that it's not your job to heal them. But like I I do have this thing where like I I do want them to be well and like I do tend to see oh, yeah. like the true potential in someone and it's um it's so hard sometimes meeting someone where they're at even though I know it's like necessity and I do it because it's just like I I just want to break through all those walls which I know would be in putting someone into overwhelm because you just see the core thing right and you're just like it's right here and you're so close and I can see you (laughs) Um, but but like the reality is is that you have to like meet them where they are and and in their own time and what what you're doing is like that's so what therapy is
1: yeah and it's 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 just a beautiful journey and that's anytime I get a new client you know it's just okay like where are you and I want them to be better I see their potential I see the way but that's not my job to be like here you're gonna take a left here you're gonna go straight here you're gonna jump four times you're gonna you know I'm just like their guide and kind of just like teaching them how to look for their answers on their
0: own. I know, and I and, love that. I love that. Yeah. One of my biggest mentors, uh, call and and actually, I think that this is one of the main reasons. This person, um, Steve, who did my somatic experiencing training. He would constantly refer to an SE special uh practitioner as our job and himself as a shepherd. Like our job wow. isn't isn't to like lead them, but it's to kind of like shepherd them and show them and have them come to their own like choice with like a gentle like nudge or and and there's something about that that's so powerful because before that training I was in a space and this is just like as you grow and you unfold like then the way you're able to engage in the world and help people shifts and changes as well and before like my only way of knowing something experientially was going through it the hard way it was like I think I had the mantra no pain, no gain in there or something. Like, totally. like, <laughs> like seriously. Like. Yeah. And so, and so like before I got to SE, which thankfully I got to SE before I got to clients, <laughs> yeah. um, like I really did believe that like I, I should just show them, like, I should just show them, and and something about the gentle approach um, that you're kind of speaking to, and that the person who I look up to for many different reasons, um, because he's brilliant, because I learned so much, because I had some of my, of my own healing, pointed to the exact same thing you're speaking to, so, like, wow, girl, like, where, like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously.
1: <laughs> You're so sweet. Seriously, though. <laughs> I just, I like, I like really love to read and I love to just, you know, absorb everything I can absorb and, um, and just help. That's, that's, that's all I want to do is just kind of be in service to, to help and illuminate people's paths and show them how to plug into their center. Like that's, my purpose. Like, yeah. Where, where's your cord? Plug it in the outlet. Let's turn on the light. Yeah. Let's it's,
0: go. It's so you know? beautiful. Um, and then I don't know if you know, but we share this in common. Um, I'm also a Theta Healing Meditation. In- oh, mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. yeah.
1: beautiful. Yeah. That uh, Vianna, Vianna Stiebel, Stiebel, mm-hmm. Stiebel, mm-hmm. She's her work is incredible. And the books and resources that she has uh, really teaches us all how to get to that theta meditative state and uh, you know kind of reprogram on a DNA level and it's fascinating and we the coolest part is that we all have this ability right and we're just we have to learn how to tap into it right and it's exciting stuff it makes me so happy um, and the tools that I've learned through that Really just recognizing, okay, is this my energy? Is this someone else's energy? Why yes. do I feel this way? And yes. then working with people and even, you know, if you have a, a desk job or whatever it is that you do during the day, finding those moments to, to breathe and release people's energy uh, saves you so much strength yes. in sweat. So I picture, like, a, a waterfall or, like, a, my, my root, my, my root chakra growing deep roots into the earth. Mm. And just kind of, like, just plug into Mother Earth and, like, let her kind of recharge you. Yes. It's just beautiful. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, and I am something else, like, a huge resource for me was also, and learning turn point was how quickly we can actually achieve being in Theta. Yeah, like, like
1: her, her story, she cured
0: diseases by right. being in this this beta state and asking,
1: you know, permission for these different kind of reprogramming um, our thoughts that are not only like we're born with these like uh, kind of uh, programs, this, this thinking pattern that, that is either we're taken in, you know, depending on what you believe, but... We're bringing them into this life through other lives we've lived or in our energy, our aura, different uh, bodies of energy that that are with us, you know? And we can really heal on on that level. It's it's incredible.
0: I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, So you're available for that as well. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I
1: love it. Yeah, I love it. I, this has been so amazing. I just love talking to you.
0: <laughs> I know. Thank you. Thank you so much, seriously, yeah. for your time. And thank you for joining me on this adventure that I'm going on. And oh my gosh. I yes. will make sure I. Your bio up on SoundCloud and on all the social media so people can get a hold of you. I will also tag you. And anybody who's been listening, this is Coleology. And if you're interested in more consciousness podcasts, please go to SoundCloud and subscribe. Or you can go to YouTube. And I'm also doing short YouTube clips, which are exploring my journey back to the heart. And you can subscribe there, too. Thank you so very much for all of your support, your time. And I can't thank you enough for joining me tonight, Kelly. Oh, thank
1: you, thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, if, if anyone were to walk away, read Four Agreements, a book. Four Agreements. Have you read that?
0: I haven't. I want Be
1: impeccable with your word. Always do your best. Never make assumptions and don't take anything personally. You follow those rules on a daily basis, you're living in
0: bliss. Mmm. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna More have. To, I'm yes. going, uh, Will you do me a favor and will yes. you email me the two books that you referenced so I can put that in? And also, absolutely, if, if you want any other contact information on there, email me that and a picture so everybody can see your shiny, beautiful face.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. Satnam. Satnam.